1: and we're so thrilled that you came out. Or if you're watching us, oh my God, in a multitude of platforms. um, We just wanna have a great day. We have an amazing show. Um, The wonderful Maya Bialik is here. We're gonna get into so many things. She's gonna give me the lowdown on Jeopardy. We're gonna attack Stands for Stains. So much, so much, so much. Um, But first, um, we know that it isn't easy out there for everybody and that's why we wanna work extra hard to make your day and bring you the good stuff because it is there, it exists and it's here for all of us. So you wanna hit the headlines everybody? To sit back, relax, and kick up your feet on your good news ottoman, mm-hmm. with me at the desk is the one, the only, Rossi Ross Matthews. Yeah. Hi everybody!
0: Hi!
2: Hi! 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 Sorry, I gotta clean my glasses. I love this bright electric blue on you today. You do? Yeah, I tried to like, you know. You mean like your bright electric blue? Yeah, we well, are. Yeah, well, yeah, but I just like hop on the, the Drew train. We're like that couple. We're totally that couple (laughs) who matches. All right, well,
1: Mm. boy, am I happy about this. Breaking movie news. We're getting a Nancy Myers movie. Thank
2: God. You guys, Nancy Myers is responsible for, oh gosh, I mean, Baby Boom. Baby Boom's at the top of my list. Of course, I have a list here. Father of the Bride, It's Complicated, The Holiday, uh, Something's Gotta Give, Ah! and that's just a few of them. I know. Funny enough, I was
1: in a movie that her and her husband directed called The Reconcilable Differences. Oh my God, I worked with Nancy back in the day. Um, So she went into retirement. She said, I'm done, I'm not making movies, and we all cried. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But Deadline just literally reported that Netflix, of course, brilliant, inked a deal with the legendary filmmaker to write, direct, and produce a brand new comedy. Now we have no idea what it's about. (laughs) or what format it'll be in. It's just that it's an original ensemble comedy. It'll be Nancy's first movie since 2015 when she made The Intern with Robert De Niro and Anne Hathaway. I mean, I am chomping at the bit. This was hot news to me.
2: Uh, And I'm already um, obsessed with this movie and it hasn't even been written yet. So thank you, Nancy (laughs) Myers. (laughs) All right. Uh, Speaking of movies, we were so thrilled when Troy Kotzer won the Oscar for Best Supporting Actor for (laughs) CODA, becoming the first deaf man to ever win an Oscar for acting. And then CODA won Best Picture. I know. (laughs) Oh I love that God. movie. Well, now Variety reports, Troy recently celebrated his love of movies by recreating some of the most iconic lines in movie history in American sign language. How cool is this? Take a look.
3: Mrs. Robinson, you're trying to
0: seduce me. <laughs> no, I am your father. You can't handle the truth.
2: I, it, so cute. So, such a smart idea. I mean, I literally
1: think that he is just everything. I love him so much Mm -hmm. and I am so happy to see him doing stuff like this. It's just such a delight. He's so wonderful.
2: He is so wonderful. And he was so great in this movie. If you haven't seen Cody yet, watch it. He'll make you cry. Uh, but he will also make you laugh. Did you see what he posted on Twitter? No. This is so cute. Uh, I ever wonder how people get their Oscar home after they win it? Like, do, can you put it in the overhead? On, I matter. have never, n- no, I've never had to worry about that. Well, not yet. But uh, so this is how he got his Oscar home. He, he tweeted this picture, look, he drove it home and he buckled it in. How cute. He had like a 6-hour road trip after the Oscars and I just thought that was so cute. Okay,
1: this is exactly what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Like can he get any more wonderful? He's the most charming, wonderful person. Now I've got
2: that visual with him. now. god, it doesn't stop. What Toy? will he do next? We got a, I can't wait to see. And next we got a pair of teens on TikTok who are going viral for this interesting spring break story. I'm dying to know what you think about oh, this. Oh, I'm so into this story. <laughs> New York Post reports, Lydia and Jaden went on an all-inclusive vacation to Dominican Republic. It sounds fun, right? But they did this a month after they broke up. <laughs> They said, they said they were forced into it when they found out the trip was non-refundable. They booked it before they broke up. Then Lydia tried to get it transferred to her mom, but when she contacted the travel service, they said, yeah, no, we, we don't do that. So they TikTok their entire trip, <laughs> including the part where the, the hotel gave them a room with just one bed in it. Okay, here's, how bad do you need a vacation if you're willing to go on with an ex.
1: I, I mean, I, this actually makes total sense to me. Like, they could not get a refund. Uh-huh. And I actually think they totally did the right thing by going on it. Do, do, people do not have money to waste. I just think this couple is cute and I love that they posted about this yeah. and I feel like there's, people can relate to it. And it's just like, oh, you know what? Put it all, put all your baggage, you know, not on the plane or even in the overhead. Just don't bring it with you. Yeah. Just go on the trip and have fun. And maybe, maybe, you know, maybe things might become illuminated, but at least you're leaving
2: the vacation, not having wasted money. And I just have to say, I think Nancy Myers just found her first movie. You're welcome, right here. A hundred percent. I'd watch it. A hundred percent. Um, Okay,
1: next up we've got another teenager making bold moves. This story comes from The Week. Chloe Campbell started working at the Coffee Pot, her local coffee shop in Dufftown, Scotland, when she was just 15. And now, four years later, she bought the place.
2: Hey, Chloe. That's
1: right. Chloe says her parents taught her to save money. So she saved and saved and saved. Every check she made, she saved. And then she mentioned to the owner that she was thinking about running her own place one day. And then the owner said, buy this one. And she did. Wow. Congratulations, Chloe. She's 19 and owns her own
2: business. That's amazing. Amazing. 15, she started working at, When I was 15, I worked at McDonald's and, and then I worked there for four years. And, you you know, were the triple threat. I was the triple threat, register, drive through and grill. And all, all I ever got was, was transferred to the McDonald's Express in the mall, which was like, you know what I mean? How did, was that, how did that feel? It wasn't great, it wasn't great. And it's all because Steve, the manager, and Steve, take the cake, you know who you are, Steve. <laughs> you know who you are and you didn't like me. Well, what's up, Steve? <laughs>
1: I worked in a coffee house, too, when I was 14, um, and um, my boss, Robert, Um, He used to come in, you know, with his cigarette. Lamb chop, listen, darling. (laughs) The the delivery for the muffins comes at 6 a.m., honey, not 6 p.m. You're (laughs) driving me crazy and I can't fire you because I don't have the heart. Oh. You know? I I love Robert. Uh, Lamb chop. And then, you know, that is actually uh, fun facts where I met my sister and best friend Cameron Diaz when I was (gasps) 14. At that coffee shop. At that coffee shop. Uh, she was a junior model, she was 16, I was 14, and a barista, and we made friends, and the story never ends, and Aww. we're still family. So, you know, lamb chop. Yeah. You're killing me, darling. Oh, I <laughs> So, congratulations, Chloe. It looks like we're all doing all
2: right. Yeah. We'll be right back. Lamb chop. Yeah. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E.com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Welcome back to Drew's News. Rossi! All right. Well, next, you know, we all love Margot Robbie. I have like a boy-girl crush on Margot Robbie. I love her. She would turn you straight. As close as I can get, she could do it. Um, you, I loved her in The Wolf of Wall Street, Bombshell, I, Tanya. Dude, Harley Quinn! Harley Quinn, hello! Every girl and boy's fantasy. Yes, well now she and actor Sebastian Stan uh, want to work together again. You'll remember, they met on I, Tanya. He played Jeff Galuli, who was Tonya's husband. That's right. Uh-huh, and now Uprox reports their next dream project is a 90s style classic rom-com. Do we have anyone here who knows anything about that? (laughs) She does. Um, (laughs) Apparently, apparently they love them just like we all do. And Sebastian says he's seen Notting Hill, which is one of the best ever. It's medicine. He says he's seen it so many freaking times uh, because it's his ultimate plane movie. Do you watch rom-coms on planes? What do you watch? I watch rom-coms all the time. Oh, you do? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. what's the best one that, that you're not in? Because I would say the best ones ever are the ones that you're oh my in. my God, that's
1: so nice of you. There are so many wonderful offerings out there. I'm not
2: being nice, I'm telling the tr- Hello, I'm telling the truth. I, oh, and this is where my
1: mom like, sends me texts. She's like, stop rejecting people's compliments. You're yeah. so gracious to other people. Let them let it soak in. Okay, mom, that one's for you. Thank you, Ross.
2: Good, <laughs> you're welcome. Thank you,
1: I appreciate that very much. You're welcome. Um, I just watched, uh, I just rewatched um Knocked Up and, oh, yeah. which is just, Oh, Judd Apatow came on the show and I'm literally going through his whole catalog um, right now. Funny enough, I love the movie The Breakup and I was watching it the other night and I was like, oh, I can't handle this right now.
2: Oh, really? Uh -uh.
1: Like, I just, I remember when I got a divorce, I couldn't watch The Handmaid's Tale. And then five years later, I was like, bring
2: it on. Yeah.
1: You know, you just have to be like in the right mood. But I love that movie. I I just love, you know, we all like rom-coms. There's a reason the genre works. And I would go see Margot Robbie and uh, uh, Sebastian Stan any day. His role that he did as Tommy Lee, did anyone watch Pam and Tommy? Oh my gosh. He he did something that's so hard to do in acting, which is to keep pushing you to the edge and show your flaws and almost be unlikable, but then pull you back in time and time again and be like, those are just his flaws. He's, a, he, you know, I'm, I'm on the ride with him, I'm there. and." That's not an easy art to do, and then she is everything. So yes, 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 yes. yes Them and yes, anything, yes, yes, especially yes. a rom com. All right. Uh, next up, we've got a cleaning debate for the ages. Ooh. Uh, <laughs>
2: oh, God, you he thought rom coms got me excited. I know. And you have you have stand for stains coming up with oh, Mayim too. Baby, do I ever? That's a big day for you. God, I just started talking differently. I was like, listen, Tots,
1: baby doll, I got a thing for stains. Okay, so this. This story is, uh, when cleaning the house, when do you vacuum? So Southern Living reports that the proper time to vacuum is actually before and after your big top to bottom house clean. Many people wait to vacuum until the end and experts say that you should really vacuum first and, um, you know, uh, and and last. The first vacuum kicks all the dust up and then you
2: clean it and you get that last vacuum. I, I, whoa, this is, Wow. Double down? Yeah, I don't like this one bit. I'll tell you why. It already, do you know what vacuuming does? It sucks, literally, it (laughs) sucks. I don't, you're telling me to do it twice now? Uh, I don't think so, Hoover.
1: Anyone here think that vacuuming twice is a good idea? What's your name, by the way? My name's Debbie. Debbie. Hi, Debbie. And you love I, vacuuming. I love vacuuming, I love cleaning, I love, I'm, a, I'm OCD. Well, what is it?
2: I'm a lucky guy. And, <laughs> and that's your husband <laughs> who said, I'm a lucky guy. Well, you know, it's
1: funny, Debbie, because I love cleaning. I know. <laughs> yeah, look at her. And one of the things that I pride myself at on, although I sucked at my job in the coffee house and <laughs> pissed old Robert off every day, um, I, Realized that I had a skill set for stain removal. And guess what, everybody? None other than the one and only Maya MB Alec is going to join me. a mom of 2, host of Jeopardy and a neuroscientist <laughs> turns out she's a cleaning enthusiast too. I'm hot. <laughs> it's time for stands for states with my MBA
3: Scientist, could I have just popped something inside? I don't think so. No, you're fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> Felt like I did. No, you're good. Is but cleaning cathartic for you? Like, yes. why? I like the notion that something is not right, and I have the power to make it right. <sighs> do your sons like what kind of stains do they create? G- generic. I mean, honestly, permanent marker is something that gets. Everywhere, usually it's my fault, but they participate sometimes as well. All right, so we have decided to take the
1: hydrogen peroxide uh, route here at the show today. Now, here's the good news. I have a fail safe, so I don't wanna bury the lead and
3: and make this too comfortable for anyone. Also, I'm loving this, this pouring situation. My hydrogen peroxide has just the big opening. This is like, yeah, this is it's fancy. It's so fancy. Do you
1: know what I have that I'm really into? A Tell hydrogen me. peroxide that has a spray. Okay, that's amazing. <laughs> this is what gets me that's hot. That's amazing. So we let the peroxide sit for a second. There and it is. Hydrogen peroxide oh, is a new tool. I feel to like use. I just made it worse. I just made it worse.
3: <laughs> Does it have to get worse before it gets better? <laughs> so, is the fail safe throwing this out? <laughs> <laughs> That might uh, need to, okay, I'm gonna add more. It's so funny, products. I approach stain remover very unlike you, the rest of joke? my life. Is it not gonna come out and you wanna make the no. neuroscientist look stupid? Now I want you to, uh,
1: is there such a thing, now I want you to take the baking soda yes, and ma'am. put some on your toothbrush and then I just want you to sort of.
3: I'm gonna use this, sh- I'm I, liking all the dispensers I here. Honestly, at the I was show. gonna
1: say gently brush.
3: Are you implying that my vigorous brushing is what made it worse?
1: Just, well, it's kind of judgy. Let me <laughs> tell you a little story about what happens unfortunately when people vigorously brush. <laughs> is that you're actually setting the stain into the fiber. Why did not you more. tell me that before? <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't know you were going in. But so what you want to do is in stain removal, you'd want to do the opposite of what you'd think. You lift. <laughs> you lift, and anytime time you go in there like that, you are just setting it in there harder. And so you wanna, like, here, feel this. I don't wanna feel anything! <laughs> feel this. That's very soft. Right? <laughs> Buddy paw. Kitty. <laughs> what it, Okay, baby. I, said,
3: I need to know what the next phase is Okay, here. then
1: we're gonna go back to the hydrogen peroxide and, and do that. See how it's changing color? Mm
3: Mm-hmm. Okay, now go back. Now it looks like instead of just black Sharpie, it's (laughs) red and blue.
1: And then you wanna get your toothbrush in there. More, okay. And then you wanna now try that gentle approach. (laughs) Make love to it, you know? With my bunny paw of yeah, a toothbrush. Yeah, we make love to it with your bunny paw, exactly.
3: I lose I, whatever game this was. I just lost.
1: Well, it, it, this isn't this isn't perfect. It's not easy. You're you're doing great, and <laughs> I, I, I I you will pay for the therapy session I have about this. <laughs> I I'm still dealing yes, with a we, lot of red here. We both are. I've gotten down through the black. You know, and if I'm nothing now... else, we've changed the color of it. <laughs> Absolutely, okay, We're... so here- You're getting a little vigorous. I, I guess, <laughs> I'm feeling like I have nothing to lose. Here's, here's what happens when you have nothing to lose, okay? Bleach? There is always an option. True story. Now, I have buckets of water here because what you want to do is if you think, you know, you're having fiber problems as you're rubbing that stain all over the place, Maybe pour you a shot. <laughs> Oopsie. It's okay, it's, um, white on, it's, it's bleach yep, on white. Yep, exactly. Okay, so. Um, so this is where you go, okay, forget it. I'm <laughs> not getting anywhere. And you take your little toothbrush. Just a little bit. And you just start going with the straight bleach. Kinda, and again, still kinda, try it to It smells like the
3: YMCA when I was a kid.
1: So, oh, I love that smell. The bleach and the pool. It smells like learning to swim. Okay, do you see that? It's oh, like it is. It's like a magic is. eraser. It's going away. And then, see that? Oh, wow. <laughs> Okay, so now
3: you're good. Now get it in the water, get it in, the water. Get I'm in not, the water! I am not there yet. I'm not there yet. I'm a little slower with my bleaching. It, oh, oh, it's working though. I feel much better already. Okay, so uh, there we go.
1: And then I would oh, also wow. throw it straight in the wash. What, put it in the water now? Do you see that? And by-
3: You did it! It's gone. The
1: headline.
3: (laughs) We used bleach. Sure, we were saying we did it. (laughs) Liam, I mean, hold your T-shirt up. I mean, good as new.
1: We did it! You did it!
3: (laughs) I'm proud of us. You did it! Now I want to do it again.
1: we're gonna go to a quick commercial break because I have so many yummy yummy subjects and questions (laughs) and fun and your directorial beautiful movie that has like the most incredible cast and Jeopardy and all of it. We're gonna get into all of it. All of it. Night in the kitchen, she's gonna be 10, and um, she's like, Oh my god, I can't believe the host of Jeopardy is coming on your show. (laughs) And I was like, Oh my god, if you only knew, like, (laughs) we've known you through so many iterations. How does it feel? to now wear this new crown. (laughs) And doesn't
3: it actually matriculate back to your son as an origin point? So for Jeopardy!, you know, this is like, I mean, you've experienced these as well, things that you did not plan that happened and then change your life. Yeah. And um, my son uh, was, you know, on the internet, like they tend to be. And he said, mama, people are saying you should guest host Jeopardy. And this was when Jeopardy was having guest hosts um, after Alex Trebek passed away. And I said, that's not true. And he said, they, they, so they're saying it on social media. So I called my agent, I called Richard Weitz, and I said, my son said that he saw something on social media that I should guest host Jeopardy. And Richard Weitz was like, I'm on it, I'm on it. And I said, but are you, really? Like, <laughs> Why is my son the first one to anyway? Richard Whites then called me a couple weeks later and he's like, You're gonna guest host Jeopardy. So that's how that started. And through, you know, a series of twists and turns and, you know, fascinating things, I ended up with more than just a guest hosting gig. And I was I already have a full-time job. I'm on a show called Call Me Cat. We're doing our second season. So I have a full-time job. <laughs> we talked about that I, the last I, time I you were here. And, and I'm, you know, I've been balancing these things for about a year. You know, we're finishing our second season of Call Me Cat, and then Jeopardy happened. And then I wrote this script, you know, six years ago and never thought it would turn into a movie. And just everything happened this year is what happened. So last summer, it was, you know, pre-vaccination, we filmed this movie um, with Dustin Hoffman and Candace Bergen and Diana Agron and Simon Helberg. <laughs> And I really love this saying so much that I actually wrote
1: out a neon sign and (laughs) created it and made it with this company. And I hung it in my entryway and it says timing is everything. Yep. Um, So all of this was incubating and the time obviously is now. Talk to me about this movie. Why did you write it six years ago? Why is it personal for you?
3: How did you get this cast? (laughs) <laughs> the, the last one, I'm still trying to figure out. It feels very, very surreal. Um, about, s- my father died seven years ago and there's a traditional year of mourning in, in observant Judaism. And after that year, a lot of things kind of tend to open up. It's a very kind of closed year. And are then- you sitting Shiva that whole so, time? No, you sit Shiva for, for seven days, okay. but there are restrictions in traditional Judaism for the year. Um, I didn't listen to music for a year. There are certain events you don't go to. It's, there's a lot of very elaborate things that are meant to sort of make it a year of focus and introspection. Indeed it was, but when that year ended, I felt a desire to write and to write out thoughts and memories and a lot of music was coming to me from my childhood. I never thought, I'm gonna turn this into a movie. I just thought, well, I'm a writer and I better put it down on paper. I sat on it for a long time, finally got the courage to show it to a few people close to me, and I sent the script never thinking that I would get these actors. And Simon Helberg I knew from Big Bang Theory, I thought he'd say, well, Mayim, that's very sweet, and I remember when your father passed away, and I'm sorry, but he wanted to do it, and Dustin and Candace and Diana, they all said, we feel very moved by this script. And Dustin was not a fan of Big Bang Theory, which is fine, he had never seen it, I think. And he said, how'd you get into directing, Miss Bialik? I said, well, funny thing, Mr. Hoffman, this is the first thing I've ever written. And he said, that's not true. And I said, yes, it is. And he did the movie and really, really felt moved by the story and seeing him and Candace together was absolutely incredible. I'm so glad that you turned it into this beautiful movie that is so gorgeous. It really sweeps
1: you off your feet. And it's again, why the Dustin Hoffman's and the Candace (laughs) Bergen's are like, sure. (laughs) It's like, they're the best actors. They know good. Thank you. I appreciate that. I appreciate
3: that very much. Truly, it's such a beautiful movie. (laughs) Um,
1: Okay, so the wire today and it's funny because in the commercial break I'm like wait, I'm obsessed with your shoes, where did you get them?
3: <laughs> I got them on DSW. <laughs> so I, I'm a, I don't wear leather and it's, hard, it's often hard to find, you know, shoes, a lot of things have leather. And so um, many companies though are now making things that are pleather and to me I don't need to wear leather to wear a fun green heel and there it is.
1: It had nothing to do with the fact that this story has hit the wire, Um, but like, okay, so apparently all day people are freaking out on Twitter and Instagram and social media and every portal about your jacket, Um, but did you know that your hair and outfit were making like-
3: I did did not. I mean- It's everywhere. My mother actually mentioned this to me before it was anywhere else. Maybe she started it. She said, I noticed you didn't wear a blazer, you wore a sweater. And I said, what is she talking about? I said, I always wear a blazer. And then I thought, it was the sweater blazer. There it is. It, that's a sweater? Well, it's like sweatery material, yeah. Oh, it's, it's very lovely. It's I mean, a very beautiful color. It's a yeah. shocking
1: color, but it was autumn. So, <laughs> I, I was gonna say, a lot of people are saying, oh, she's already worn that jacket. <laughs> and she's wearing it again with no attitude, no negativity. There's nothing slanderous or or upsetting about it. Just an absolute observant, obsessive commenting about
3: how you repeated a jacket. I mean, it's, look, you know, for, for men in these hosting positions, they they also change clothes every episode, but they wear, you know, a blue suit, a gray suit, a black suit, and they just like change the ties. It's less noticeable. But like, also, like, I like when people repeat something because
1: that's what normal life is. You know what's not normal life? <laughs> is like being able to change your outfit. I mean, this top I've worn several times on the show. These pants, they're dusty at this point. I wear them so often. Like, that's what we do. We mix and match and pair,
3: um, so. I've never worn this. This is just for you. <laughs> <laughs> and I will never wear that blazer again. That's it. It's done. Well, apparently, if you
1: do, they're going to notice. <laughs> now, with all the reboots going on, have you ever considered a Blossom reboot?
3: Um. <laughs> so, we... We we have not we've not had a conversation about a full reboot. Um, Don Rio, who created Blossom and was our executive producer for years, um, he and I actually well he, he has a, a dramatic script with the characters from Blossom that he and I have been working on for years. Um, it's it's a very it would be a very different way to think of a reboot. But on Call Me Cat, our first episode of the season, we had um, Joey Lawrence and Jenna Von and Michael Stoyanov on and <laughs> I'll go ahead and. I'll give you a little fun reveal. You're the first one I'm telling. In our finale, Ted Wass, who played my dad on Blossom, is playing Kat's father in a fantasy sequence. So it's like a full circle Blossom, yeah. Oh my God. We're very Are you calling a Bob Newhart? I mean, we're very excited. Also for us, it's just like a sweet little bookend to season two that we started with, you know, the cast of Blossom and we're ending. And Ted Wass also is a very accomplished director. And so for him to like come out of acting kind of retirement and come, um, to play Cat's dad, we're very, very excited. So I would need things to quiet down a little in my life, so that I'm not also holding two jobs. I also have a podcast called My Embiolic Breakdown, which is all the about one mental that gave health. Me so I'm very busy. busy. Listen, I'm listen very to, busy.
1: Listen to the podcast too. It is full of life revelations. One it's some really of which I've been the beneficiary because I'm a listener. And everything that you do, we are here for it.
3: Thank you. That's very sweet.
1: My Embiolic. Thank as you. they made us her gorgeous writer director you know film that's very personal is in theaters and on demand now with a stellar cast and a beautiful approach to storytelling it really is and you are just i love you so much thank
4: you
2: Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery.
1: And now, here's something neat that I wanted you all to see. Take a look.
4: Hi Drew, I'm Naima Ford-Goldson, a certified professional organizer and designer, and I'm also the president of the National Association of Black Professional Organizers. And today, I'm gonna share tips on organizing the closet. The first thing you wanna do is purge your closet. If you haven't worn it within a year, get rid of it. File fold your clothes. That's when you fold them in a way so you can stack them vertically rather than stacking them on top of each other. Make your closet work for you. That might include adding elements to help you get organized. You can add pull out drawers in your closet. How about a hamper? My absolute favorite element is the ballet rod. The good thing about this is that you pull it out and you can lay out your clothes for the next day. I am deciding I'm going to wear that tomorrow. I also love having pull-out elements like this rack that holds my scarves or a rack that holds belts and ties for my husband. Use baskets with labels. This is good if you have extra items and you're not exactly sure how to store them. It's so simple. Get a basket, put the items in there, and label it. Now's the best time to restore order to your home, starting in your
1: closet. I can't wait to try that.
2: Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center. Thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes.
3: There really is no place like home.
2: And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place.
1: For our next guest, Doing Good is a family affair, which is so fitting because we have a lot of families here today. Uh, So when teen brothers Camden and Colton learned that Families in their area were struggling to afford food. They knew that they had to help, and their solution—they created Beyond the Crisis, a nonprofit dedicated to collecting and distributing food to communities in need. And I'm so honored to say that Camden and Colton are joining us right now.
0: Wow. Hi guys. Hey, oh, it's a to meet you.
1: Camden, it's such an honor to meet you. I love your story. Uh, what was it, Camden, that was there sort of the aha moment? Was there an origin story or a spark to the flame? What was it that got you started?
0: Yeah, so at the height of the pandemic, um, we, me and my brother were sitting and watching TV and there was all of these news reports that were popping up and it was anxiety provoking seeing these families. Me and my brother were really compelled to help and make a difference. And our families or our family always instilled in us to help other people and put people before you put yourself. And it was that at that moment that we knew kind of that we needed to do something.
1: So, Colton, what do you do in that moment? You look to each other, you feel that, you know, feeling then what?
0: Well, I think our first step was just like talking to our parents because I don't know, they were a great influence on us. And uh Yeah, I don't know, that was just our first step, talking to our parents and and just talking about how to get the word out there and how to get people to help us too.
1: I think your parents must have been so proud of you in that moment, if, I mean Mm -hmm. I have two daughters (laughs) and any time they come to me on their own wanting to do something of service or for someone else or a thought that's beyond themselves, I am just so relieved and excited and I'm amazed that your parents were able to like leap into action the way they did. Um, Like explain what beyond the crisis means.
0: So beyond the crisis really has to do with kind of going beyond the crisis because we all know about the current pandemic and like what that caused for a lot of people and how that was such a huge issue but Food insecurity is an everyday problem. It's an ongoing problem. And we really wanted to address that on top of kind of the exacerbated effects caused by the pandemic. So it was really that that kind of pushed us to get started, get working.
1: I mean, you guys are so amazing. Really, every word you're saying, I'm just hanging on it. Mm -hmm. And you have helped over a thousand families. A thousand? Yes. I mean, that is just an incredible feat and some have actually called you personally to say thank you, did did that happen? Did someone? Yeah,
0: yeah. So my, actually, there was a lady that showed up in our driveway and she had an apple tree and she reached out to us via email and she even was so kind of compelled and inspired by our story that she showed up on her doorstep with all of these apples. And it was just a really heartwarming moment for my brother and I.
1: What a poetic way to know you're on the right path. Your life could have looked so different, but this is your story now because of the steps you've taken. And we're so amazed by what you're doing. And then our friends at Lundberg Family Farms are donating $10,000. Oh my God. Worth of non-perishable, snack items, and wow. they just wanna help foster Thank your cancer. You. Thank
0: you so much. You and my brother appreciate it. Really?
1: I mean, this is how you're inspiring people, let alone companies who are watching you going, we wanna be a part of that. It's so beautiful what you are compelling everybody to do. And we wanna make sure that you go to our website at thedrewbarrymisshow.com because maybe you have something that you want to contribute to Camden and Colton. I know I certainly will. Um, May I ask, um, as a last question, um, I always like to learn from people who are about action and not just words. May I ask a piece of advice, Camden? Yes. On how I can better serve my community.
0: I actually, I actually have an answer, all right. Great. I was, just, I was gonna say that like, I'm 13 and my brother's 18, so I think it's just like, it's kind of inspiring that like, you can be any age, uh, you, like, you don't have to have like, you have to be, oh, oh no. <laughs> you, don't, you don't have to be 40 and 50 to make a difference. We really <laughs> wanted to instill that's in it. other teenagers that just by taking a few steps and like, moving forward, that you can make a huge difference and that's why I'm here today.
1: Oh, exactly. <laughs> and Colton, mm-hmm. like the name you give to a 13-year-old human is one of the most beautiful I've ever seen. So truly, thank you for being you. And your age is just even more amazing because you're right, it is an ageless thing to take care of others. You could be older or younger and anything in between. And I think that's a very, valuable lesson and we want takeaways in this world. We want to be inspired and then know how we can do it. So your advice is at any age you can do this. Thank you. That's perfect. You. Perfect perfect perfect. Camden and Cole-
2: Or Dare. Mm-hmm. And we have Charlie Gibbs Jimmy here. Hi Charlie. Hi Charlie. Hi. Hello. You look so cute in that bright purple. Thank you. That dress is I'm matching end. you guys. Yeah, you are. <laughs> oh
1: electric. That's right. We all got the memo. Yes.
2: <laughs> all right, let's get down to business. What's it gonna be, Charlie? Druth, druth or Dare? A Druth. I want to know what's the longest either of you have ever gone without taking a bath. <laughs> Ooh. Um, I, you know that sexy thing people have when they're like, ooh, they're kind of dirty and that's hot? (laughs) Yes, I do love that smell. And I love when it gets all over
1: a boyfriend's t-shirt and then you can keep the t-shirt and like, just wear it and snuggle with it in bed. Come on, you must have had that experience.
2: I, I'm good. I shower every day. You understand? I know, look at him. I I, I feel, I, I believe you, Ross. Thank you, thank you. I believe it or not, don't have that bad boy musk. <laughs> that's, that's what I like. That's what it's you like. It's the bad boy musk. Yeah, yeah. What about you? How long do you go without taking well, a shower?
1: Well, here's the deal. I can totally not wash my hair for like a week. Mm. In fact, the natural oils like rocket or dry shampoo, but I can't go that long with the body. No. Like I, that is where I draw the line. Like, I've gotta wash me bits, you know? Yeah. I gotta keep it clean. Yeah. Um, and then I wash my face two to three times a day, minimum. Understood. So it's like the hair, I can let that go for a week, but the face and the body is, it's a it's
2: a regular thing. Yeah, but you like your guys to have a little funkadoo.
1: I want that bad boy <laughs> must. Yeah, you do. How is that not a perfume? Can I name a candle after that?
2: What? Which one? Funkadoo? No, Bad Boy Musk. Bad Boy Musk. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's, that's so way hot. better. Yeah, that's so. I buy that candle. By the way, I, I have, I just created the
1: perfect set for it. I'm gonna bring it to you tomorrow, and you're gonna smell it. Okay. Yeah. So making smell. candles right now. So I have. Um, we're creating all these fragrances, and there's this one where I'm like, this is sex. It's so hot. It's yeah. so
2: <laughs> such a turn on. Uh huh. Oh, it's been a long time. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry. It's been so long that I'm getting a little nervous standing here, actually. She might just pounce. Whoa. Thank you for asking this question. I might need a shower now. Um, Thank you, Charlie. You're welcome.
1: Thank you, Charlie. And thank you to every one of you who came here today to spend your time. Thank you for making that choice and anybody who's watching at home or on the go, we make this show for you. So please, take it.